Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 1st. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block. Next week, we're going to be studying Doctrine and Covenants, sections 46 through 48, which I am excited for. 46 is one of my favorite sections in the entire Doctrine and Covenants But let's finish out Doctrine and Covenants 45. Now, it's going to talk a little bit about some conditions of the millennial reign of the Savior Jesus Christ. But before we get there, I want to talk just a second more about something that we hit on yesterday. If you'll remember yesterday, we talked about the 10 virgins. We talked about the wise and the foolish virgins. And then it says that those who are wise have received truth, have taken the Holy Spirit for their guide, and have not been deceived. Now, I think that those three things are so important to realize and to recognize. In fact, I've talked about it several times throughout this week, but Doctrine and Covenants 45 is very similar to Matthew chapter 24 and 25, and to Joseph Smith Matthew, because Joseph Smith Matthew is the inspired translation of Matthew chapter 24. Now, when it says that those who are wise are those who have not been deceived, I think that that's important to really understand. Because in Joseph Smith Matthew, the Lord is teaching about the conditions of the world before his coming. And at least four times in that chapter, we see the word deceived. So I think, really, conditions before the Savior comes He spells out some of them, you know, like the sky being darkened and the moon being turned to blood. It gets very specific. But if we look at it in a more general sense, I think that one of the conditions that will be most profound before the Savior comes again is that people will be deceived. These scriptures talk about men's hearts failing them. Isn't that such a interesting way to think about someone being deceived, their heart failing them? All of a sudden they can't feel the truth that they need so that they aren't deceived. All these things go hand in hand and they're intermingled. As we receive truth, as we take the Holy Spirit for our guide and allow ourselves to feel and keep ourselves in condition to feel the Spirit, then we cannot be deceived. In Joseph Smith, Matthew verse 22, it warns that there will arise false Christs and false prophets insomuch that if possible, they shall deceive the very elect who are the elect according to the covenant. Now, I always thought it was interesting that Christ would warn people about false Christs and false prophets. I always thought that was interesting because if there weren't going to be prophets in these latter days, if there were no prophets again before Christ came, why would he feel like he had to warn them about false prophets? Wouldn't he just say, beware of prophets? Unless the Savior knew and was planning on prophets being a part of the restoration of the gospel or part of the gospel in the latter days, he wouldn't have warned about this or he would have warned in a completely different way. So he warns about false Christ and false prophets because if possible, they will deceive the very elect who are the elect according to the covenant, those who embrace the covenant, who receive the covenant even those who might be trying to live according to the covenant. Deception is such a pervasive part of the latter days. And the adversary is working in double overtime so that if possible, he can deceive the elect, the believers. But as I quoted yesterday in verse 37, it says, Whoso treasureth up my word 
shall not be deceived. It's the lovers of truth, those who embrace truth, who receive truth, and who don't just hear it on Sundays in church or casually read about it in the scriptures, but those who treasure it up. Those are they who will be inoculated against deception. In fact, President Nelson once said, I promise that as you daily immerse yourself in the Book of Mormon, you can be immunized against the evils of the day. He also promised that in the coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, and comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. My friends, even though one of the hallmarks of the last day will be the deception of the elect, we can be protected against that deception as we receive and love truth, as we find ways to invite the Holy Ghost into our lives and allow that spirit to guide us and influence us, and as we treasure up the word. The Lord is going to go on in these following verses and describe some of the conditions of his millennial reign. In verse 58, it says, And the earth shall be given unto them, meaning those who were not deceived, for an inheritance, and they shall multiply and wax strong, and their children shall grow up without sin unto salvation. For the Lord shall be in their midst, and his glory shall be upon them, and he will be their king and their lawgiver. Can you think of anything better than that? The blessing of being one who is not deceived is the blessing of being with him in his millennial reign, having him in your midst, having his glory be upon you. And then my absolute favorite part is this blessing of waxing strong and having your children grow up without sin unto salvation. I recently told my kids that I worry about them pretty much all the time, especially if they're not with me. That if they're not with me, I'm constantly thinking about them or worrying about them, wondering what they're doing or getting into or what their friends are doing or saying or teaching them. It's a constant worry and it's a constant struggle. And what a blessing it is to parents who have the opportunity to raise children in the millennium. This promise that they can grow up without sin unto salvation. Bruce R. McConkie describes the millennium in his book, A Witness for the New Articles of Faith. He says, We cannot find language, nor does such exist, that will define and describe the spiritual feelings or make known the holy peace that will then fill the hearts of worshiping saints. This we know. The millennium is designed to save souls. Satan will be bound, and sin as we know it will cease. All false religions and every rite and practice that is not of God will go the way of the earth. And true worship, untainted, unalloyed, unabridged, will fill the hearts of all men. The gospel in its fullness and perfection will fill every heart. I want to be there. I want to be a part of that type of true worship, that holy peace that can fill the hearts of the saints. I love that it says that the millennium is designed to save souls because Satan will be bound. And even better, all things will be made right in the millennium. Elder Oaks once said, Singleness, childlessness, death, and divorce frustrate ideals and postpone the fulfillment of promised blessings. Many of the most important deprivations of mortality will be set right in the millennium. 
which is the time for fulfilling all that is incomplete in the great plan of happiness for our father's worthy children. All that was wrong, all the injustices, all the hard things, everything that we've lacked will be made right and will be given to us as part of his millennial reign. It all sounds incredible, and I absolutely want to be a part of it. But let's not forget what Spencer W. Kimball has taught us, that we can experience and enjoy a portion of that millennial peace now. He says, when Satan is bound in a single home, when Satan is bound in a single life, the millennium has already begun in that home and in that life. We can create lives of peace and of true worship. We can create homes of peace and of true worship. Through our decisions, through our righteousness, we can bind Satan in our lives. And that portion of the Savior's millennial reign can begin for us. Sometimes I feel like there are days when I see a portion of that. Sometimes I feel like that goal is so far off, it will never happen until the Savior comes again. But my friends, I testify that as we prepare, as we receive and love truth, allow the Holy Ghost to guide us in our lives and treasure up the word so that we won't be deceived, we can feel a portion of the peace promised to us in our lives today. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.